Hard BN. Good afternoon, everybody. Hard BN here at Little Beaver Brewery. It's hopping again, as always. Was that a joke? Is that a beer joke? I think it's a beer joke. <laughs> I was, yeah, I always had that. Um, yeah, I, they always have uh, new things circulating down in here. I went and looked over at the menu down there, saw some I hadn't tried yet. So uh, something we haven't mentioned before on here is that they have flights. And so if you ever come in and want to just try a bunch of things, you can get a nice flight of beer, pick your own, try them all out, and then have a full glass of whatever you like the most. So swing on by, see what they have going on. And today we are happy to talk to Ruben Granado and Don Mock, who are the owners of Spice Works in downtown Bloomington. How you doing today, guys? I'm doing great. How are you? Thank you. Thanks for coming over. You know, uh, we're always a fan of talking to people doing stuff downtown, and uh, I I frequent your store. I believe you too as well. Do as well, Justin. All the time. All right. So, really curious to hear how this this unique place came to be. Yeah, I mean, um, it was always something that. you know, as I, as I took different jobs in my youth, uh, kind of noticed I was going to eventually have to work for myself. And, um, you know, it's just several things, right? Like, at a certain point, you just start caring too much at a lot of these jobs. And it kind of seems like you care more than your boss sometimes. So that kind of just signaled to me, like, I'm, I'm probably just working. Or it's, it's meant that I should work for myself. So that was kind of the beginning of all of it. And then... Um, it's it's a combination of a lot of things that I enjoy, right? Especially cooking. Like, I remember watching like Food Network back when there wasn't even like a full day's worth of programming. Like, it would just wrap around and yeah. show the same thing, right? So you'd see like Emerald like four times a day and all that. Right? Used to watch that loop at my grandma's house because yeah. she she would put it on and I just keep watching it. Yeah, yeah. It's just you know, uh, obviously that's changed today, right? That's not really what it is anymore. But uh, that kind of just fueled my interest in uh, different types of food and. Um, you know, uh, I, I worked in a lot of restaurants, uh, I'd say, for, for most of my life. And, again, just kind of talking to, to the chefs that I work with and uh, learning more about different types of food from all over the world. It all just kind of started to snowball. And um, when the opportunity kind of came up to finally try to open a, a business, um, a spice shop was one that never really went away. Um and it's like everybody that I that I talked to early on that I kind of let you know asked them like how would you feel you know about a spice shop here in the area? Uh, everybody would lose their mind. Like, they'd just be like, "Oh, that's so awesome!" Like you know, I, I I hate ordering online or I hate having to have to drive because that was one of the big things for myself too. Is that you know you'd have to drive up to the Chicago area um, or even in, over to St. Louis or you know quite a distance to find. Things that uh-huh. that, uh, that were starting to come up, and even basic uh, recipes from from other uh, types of cuisine. So, um, yeah, I looked around and I was like, okay, are there any other shops? Kind of what I like, what I want to do in the area, and um, there really wasn't. Like, you could find like bulk uh, bulk spice shops or shops that sell, you know, like bulk nuts or bulk whatever, right? But it just wasn't what I had gotten accustomed to, which was just, you know, fresh ground fresh ground spices. Like, um, you know, for me, it was always going to the Spice House up in Chicago, and that was a big, uh, a big inspiration for me. You know, I'll, I'll never forget the first time we went, and um, we were, it was the one in the Old Town area, and you could smell it like a block away. Like, outside, it, you know, you could still smell that something was going on like a block away, so... Um, you know, that, that kind of just uh, all formed together and seeing people's reactions early on, that's kind of what told me, okay, I think I think there's a need for something like this. Um, so, I do a little, so I do a little bit of cooking. It's a mild hobby of mine, but yeah. uh, everything I've always wanted to find, I've always just been able to browse Kroger and, and, and grab yeah. it. So what kind of things are you, you providing that um, you probably needed to go, go up to Chicago for? Oh, I mean, um, you can start getting into some really specific items, you know, like things like uh, like black limes. You know, nobody's ever seen a black lime around here for the most part. Like, they walk in and they're like, what's that? Like, what'd you do to that lime? And I'm like, no, it's a, you know, traditional, you know, Mid- Middle Eastern spice. You know, oh, okay. it goes into, like, tagines and different things like that. Uh, and then uh, even some common items, they kind of, they sometimes they're at the grocery store, but sometimes they're a little difficult to get, you know, things like tahini paste. 
um, arisa paste, you know, preserved lemons, like different things like that. Um, yeah, unique blends. Like we do our own blends too. So some of those nobody else makes them. Like those are my those are my recipes, you know. Um, and some of them, their aim is to make cooking some of these particular dishes like a lot easier, you know. Um, like we just put out a shawarma spice not that long ago. Um, you know, fresh ground in house. Uh, you know, a little bit of that, a little bit of yogurt. Let your meat marinate, and you can make some shawarma. You know, a quick and easy shawarma. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is it is it the the meat on a spit? You know, no, but it gives you access to giving some of these flavors that uh, you might be craving. Right? I think. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. We don't add anything to to the blends. You know, it's all it's all the spices. Like I don't hide anything. Um, you know, for me, the, the recipes, you know, in my head or I have it written down somewhere. So there's no need to hide any of that. Um, so no stabilizers or no anti-clumpings. Yeah, no, nothing like that. That's so. what I think my like my wife notices. She She's a big fan of cinnamon toast. but So yeah. she gets cinnamon from you guys. <laughs> but she's like, it's the best cinnamon. Like, she's like, she won't yeah. get it for, like, she's never experienced that. She's always gotten it at a Kroger or a grocery store. And then yeah. she, when, once she bought, you know, some from you guys, she's like, it's the best cinnamon. Like, I can't get anything yeah. else. So, so it's I a think, quality difference, yeah. too. It's a saying. huge quality difference, and I don't think people recognize it if the only place they bought spices is, like, a big mega grocery store, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, that was, that was really important to me when we decided we were going to do the shop. I was like, how am I going to grind these things? I've never seen them. You know, what are they using to grind this, uh, these spices? And especially something like cinnamon, right? Like, you get these big, big sticks of cinnamon, and it's, it's literally uh, tree bark. So I'm like, how do they grind this in the building? Like, I don't, you know, I don't see any equipment. And, you know, through tr- trial and error, you know, we found some equipment. And then over the last couple of years, we've kind of refined it even more and even more. And um, we're probably, like, on our, you know, fourth iteration of, of grinding equipment. And uh, soon to be, I think, will we'll finally be our final uh, change to some, some high-tech equipment with our new space. Um, I found some stuff that... Um, they, they kind of consider it like scientific grade like it's made to just handle whatever you throw at it and um, but that that was always the key point is like we have to grind the stuff here yeah. like as much as we can because um, it, it, that's something that I, and I don't know for sure whether some of the other spice companies don't do it as much or if they're getting it free ground in or whatever it's still obviously fresh product because they still have their big fans right but um, one of the curious things that I've heard over and over again is like you know I walk into something like a Penzi's and I don't smell it as much as I do here and I'm like well I you know that makes me kind of question like what's going on in a situation like that because um it's unmistakable like there are days you can kind of smell it outside it just depends on what I was doing that day but it's unmistakable it hits you in the face as soon as you walk in yeah if you grind it it's going to get in the air yeah I mean it gets all over everything (laughs) like everything like I go home and I smell like whatever we were you messing around with that day garlic or cinnamon or whatever right I think Um, people are getting the idea but let's back up a little bit because some of our listeners might not understand what a spice shop is so just kind of describe describe what's all in your store (laughs) yeah Um, you know obviously we've talked about some stuff but yeah Yeah, no definitely so I mean we we do all the all the basics I always want to have the basics available right so uh, like when we first set up our inventory what we wanted to do I made three lists and the first list was what can I think of that I don't have to go look up, you know, that I, that people use daily. So, like, we have everything from, like, you know, your basic thyme, basil, uh, oregano, you know, pepper, salt, all kinds of things like that. Um, but, you know, we, we carry more exotic stuff or different versions. Like, a lot of people, they come in for cinnamon and they're like, I didn't realize there's three, three types of cinnamon here. Like, what's the difference, you know? So, Same um, with pepper. Yeah, like, pepper, yeah, pepper too, something as simple you know. as pepper. It's like, wow, there's salt. a lot of different kinds of yeah, this. Yeah, salts is a big one. Like, you know, there's, there's like probably a good 50 salts that we have right now. Um, you know, and that's and that's kind of part of it, right, is I want to make sure that we don't ever feel like we're pretentious, I guess, is the best way. You know, like it's always – because for me, at the end of the day um, – one of the most wonderful things about doing this shop is that it's something that no matter what happens um, you can't argue that everybody has to eat, everybody has to use spices and um, even during you like, never had you my know, mom's cooking but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean the results you know the results are something different but everybody I don't think she knew what a spice you know, was <laughs> I mean everybody you know has 
has that as a as a fundamental part of their their life in one form or another, um, and that's why I kind of like what I do now. Like people can come in and um, you you know what you want, I'll help you get it. You got questions about what you might want to do or something you saw on TV, you know, I'll help you the best I can to to do that. Um, you know, eating is. You know, like I said, everybody has to do it, and it's such a primal connection, right, that um, you can actually make, like, even deeper connections just with the expression of food and yeah. how you season it. So. I, I remember, I think it was the first time I came in and met you, Ruben, that um, one of the things that, like, I instantly thought of, because, one, your passion shines through. Like, as soon as you start talking about it, you realize <laughs> that. But, like, I, I automatically connected you to, like, a wine connoisseur. Like, how, how, how a wino will talk about wine <laughs> is, is, is how you spoke about some of these spices. And yeah. it was awesome because it got me, it got me like motivated to try different stuff and to like um, experiment a little bit with my cooking, right? Because like I didn't yeah. know all these things existed. I, I went to the grocery store and I got the Italian seasoning already mixed up and threw it in everything, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, yeah. And, so. and coincidentally, like I did, I did work in wine for quite some time. I mean, I, you know, I waited tables for a long time. That was another part of what kind of brought all of this together. You know, memorizing all these different things about the menu. You know, you know, some of the restaurants I worked at, they're like, you need to know it. Like, and if you don't pass the menu test this week, you can't wait on yeah. the tables, right? Like that. So that's kind of also helped me, you know, make these connections with people, um, and, and and be able to kind of recommend things or, or describe flavors, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, yeah. you read those wine descriptions, right. right? And sometimes it's so weird, right? Like, oh, it's leathery, and you know. But for me, it's more about like. Um, trying to make connections to things I know somebody's probably had. Well, it sounds right? weird initially until you try it, and then you realize yeah. that what you said, you're like, yeah, he was right on. Like, that's yeah. exactly what this is. You yeah. know, and, that, and that's kind of, you know, one of the goals of the shop is, like, I just, I want to make it accessible to whoever, right? Like, the, the the person who just has been cooking forever, you know, since they were young, or somebody who, who is just now getting into it. Um, I mean, even during the, the initial shutdown, um, I'd say within, like, a week after we reopened, there were so many people coming in and being like, man, the chicken just tastes the same. Like, it's tasted the same for, like, you know, three months. Like, what, you know, what can I put on it? What can I put on There were so many people that were being forced to cook for the first time um, in probably, like, a decade, right? Like, they're just so used to, the, you know, I mean, our restaurant culture here is so strong, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's awesome. But when that gets taken away or, or you know, hindered in a, in a big way, like, that really started to show people how important it is to at least know some basics about it, right? So, um, you know, in time, I hope that that's something that we can kind of get into as well. Like, I get asked all the time about, like, classes, like, how do I use spices or how do I cook this yeah. or whatever. And that's definitely part of the, the plan in the long run. Um, uh, there's, there's, there's a big, thick notebook of ideas that I'm just kind of, like, slowly working my way through because... Um, it's just the two of us, so it's just you know it's it's got to go at a certain pace, otherwise we're gonna we're gonna mess it up. Yeah. Do you, so, do you notice like season seasonality of stuff? Like I'm I'm guessing like summertime you see a lot of barbecuers and stuff like that, and the yeah. winter you see like people coming to try stuff for soup or, or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like when the temperature hit into the 60s or whatever it was, yeah. right? I think it was like 59 degrees. Uh, the next day, all the chili powder was gone. Like, everybody was just all about the chili powder. And even myself, right? We're right. making, like, 30 pounds of chili powder, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what we were having for dinner, but that's done. Like, we're going to do chili tonight, right? Yeah. It's just the, the smell of it, right, just kind of gets you in the mood for it. But, yeah, uh, the the grillers are an interesting group. There's always the ones that grill year-round, mm-hmm. right? And I'm always going to see them. But then, um, you know, they're, they're definitely the folks that when the weather hits the right temperature, you know, it's, it's sunny and bright. It's all about all about grilling. So, you know, we definitely go through that. What's that? Cocoa. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cocoa, I mean, cocoa season is Oh, coming. yeah, yeah. I've yeah. been waiting for the temperature to kind of turn a little bit because that's kind of when it makes more sense uh, for me. Um, Do you blend the, the cocoa up yourself, too? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We. Um, What's some of the kinds you guys have? Uh, so we do uh, just a traditional, you know, plain, plain flavor. There's a peppermint. Um, I do raspberry. Uh, there's a new Mexican one, so kind of a twist. Like, everybody's kind of used to, like, a Mexican one. But, um, yeah, he's from New Mexico, so that was part of the, the whole thing, right? Um, so with the new Mexican one, um, it's got, like, a hatch chili uh, kind of flavor to it with some really nice cinnamon, like a Saigon cinnamon. So it's both of those things are, like, a little... Spicy, so it kind of reminds people of the, the Mexican cocoa, but it's a little different, right? Um, 
and then this year we're we're really working on some some new flavors. I think um, for sure there's going to be an amaretto. I've had a lot of requests for like an amaretto flavor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, cocoa season is ridiculous for us. Like once, because here's the thing of why I've been waiting is the moment I put it out. I am strapped to cocoa for the rest of the, the, the time that it's out there. Like, we go through so much, and that's awesome, but it's also, like, kind of difficult to, to keep up with. Uh, and if the temperature's too hot or there's any kind of humidity, it just covers me. It just sticks to me. I go home, and there's, like, cocoa on my eyebrows, you know? Like So I always kind of try to wait until it starts to cool down a little bit, but... Um, um, it, it's a big seller. Uh, it, like, if I put it out year-round, it would probably sell, but I can't keep up with that and the other big spices for the season. I think that's a good point, though. The cocoa leads me to think of you have other stuff besides spices. Yeah, I, I've seen yeah. tea yeah. there. I've seen hot sauce. Uh, yeah, I know there's yeah. a lot of fans of hot sauce, me included. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> you, you, you got you got some selection of that there, too. Anything else that I'm missing that you guys carry besides? Oh, man, yeah. We've, we've oh, really you got kinda... those little candies my wife loves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, the little the little uh, jelly uh, I don't know what they are. Oh, the little, uh, yeah, I mean, there's so much stuff. Yeah, there. something that you usually have um, at the counter, like right up the counter. She just loves those yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, we, um, we kind of started experimenting early on. Uh, tea, tea was the first thing. We weren't necessarily planning on tea, but we got asked so many times at the very beginning about tea. Um, so we started with um, a, a couple items, you know, and put a couple things out, and let's see how it goes. And they were gone by the end of the week. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so uh, this is going to be a thing now. And it has. It's, it's become like a huge section in the store right now. I think we've probably got like... I don't know. We're probably closing in on like maybe 50 types of tea, maybe a little more. Wow. Um, and the only reason I don't have more yet is because I've run out of space. Like it's going to have to wait until we get into yeah. a bigger, bigger location. And, uh, you know, but we do do some oils and vinegars. Um, but the, the specialty section like that, oils, vinegars, other like base ingredients, that was another one. I wasn't really, like we started it for the holidays our first year. And I thought it was going to be like a temporary thing. Like, oh, people can add this and make their own little gift boxes and Again, it, it took off, and now it's become a thing where if uh, I hear a lot of people say I can't find this and it kind of makes sense to bring it into the store, uh, I'll do that. Or if there's something that I know I've never been able to find regularly, I'll bring it into the store. Um, fish stock is a big one. Like, I, I asked so many times, and then I couldn't find it. Like, you can find, like, clam juice. Of all things, right, you can find clam juice, <laughs> but you can't find fish stock. So, um, you know, we brought in tons of different types of uh, stocks and stocks concentrates and uh, different flavorings as well, you know, you know for baking or, or people who do brewing, anything like that. Like, we've, we've got a ton now. Um, and, again, that's a section that became its own thing. Um, and it, it's to the point where, like... I, I could never get rid of it. Like, it just has so much attention on it as well. And the hot sauces, like, that that yeah. um, that turned into a, its own <laughs> thing, too. Yeah. Like, I think we're up to, like, 80, 80 uh, hot right. sauces right now. Um, and we had a tournament in August. Every Saturday, we were tasting 10 of them and let people vote, you know, which one's the spiciest, oh, which one tastes the best. Yeah, we'll do it again. Like, a, a lot of the stuff that we do, I, 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 tend to not, um, I tend to not advertise a lot. Uh, and it's because I kind of want to keep it under a controlled, uh, a controlled, uh, yeah. you know, environment. Um, I know it would get like so many people in there, and there's just so much we can handle, right? Like, uh, but it, it is something that we're gonna do again. Like we had people come every single week for the hot sauce tournament. I've tried that right? Hatchwatch uh, yeah. stuff yep. before, and it's good. Yeah, like that. it's not super spicy, good peppery, no. like kind of. Yeah, but yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. It's kind of like a salsa verde. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I think that's why that one won. Like it just it touched everybody's uh, uh, kind of preferences. Where it's not too hot. It's got a lot of it's flavor. It's pretty universal. You could throw it on anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's like I taste it, and I'm like, tacos. Like, we're having tacos. Yeah. This is where my mind going. There's a YouTube channel called Hot Ones. Oh, yeah. You guys oh, yeah. familiar yeah. of it? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So I'm thinking yep. I want to, like, next time we have an election edition, I think I want to team up with you. <laughs> yeah. We'll get all the candidates to eat hot sauce first. Oh, definitely. Oh, that'd be then fun. we can see what they really think. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. <laughs> and that's actually something that we've been uh, kind of paying attention to is what has been on that show. Like, there's a couple that were on there that, that we brought uh, in. My uh, favorite hot sauce that I've ever had is from that show. And yeah. It's a universal one. It's not super spicy. It's that Las Calientes. Oh, okay. uh, it's super tasty. I put that on all like my. I get it every year for Christmas because the last like three years because I love it so much. Um, so yeah. if you haven't had that one, that's just a that's my favorite flavor oh, wise. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's an apricot 
fruit mm. to it. So that's that's very yeah, good. Yeah, see, and that's and that's the thing too is that the, the that world in particular has become one that there's so many different flavors now to experiment with. I have about right? a so, dozen bottles of hot yeah, sauce. So, so yeah. it's perfect, you know, to, a perfect addition to the shop because again, it's all about trying to find ways to infuse some of these flavors uh, without having to have to completely know like the full the full process for some of these things some of these things are just you know they're really in depth but if you have the right spices the right sauce like you can kind of get to it a little quicker you know for for the average i person tried to make my hot sauce earlier this year because i love hot sauce of course so, so i try to make my own and through that process i've learned it's just better to buy it yeah, <laughs> yeah for, the ones for me <laughs> just saying like i did not go it's, well i tasted like i was like dipping apple yeah. cider vinegar and it's just it wasn't good so i'm just gonna buy it, bottles it, yeah now. it's definitely tricky you know i've had people bring me sauces and and that they made at home you know and, and that's the thing right i get all these treats from people that they, they make right. at home with some of the spices but the sauces is the tricky one right yeah and it's so subjective like even more so than than even some spices and, and because of things like that right you got to watch the heat level yeah is it too sweet is it you know too tangy you know and so. consistency is a big yeah. one with, with the sauce too yeah. that's what i ran yeah. into like again i just too much apple cider vinegar yeah. it, was, <laughs> it was gross um i but, used to be the only one in my family that that uh had anything spicy and then i watched some of the hot ones interviews with my kids and they wananted to do a tasting oh yeah <laughs> um, the, I, I recorded it the footage is priceless i look forward that's to awesome that's awesome awesome. <laughs> but they uh, um i we ramped it up too quick because we got a ghost pepper one at the end Ooh. and it was like oh. it was very traumatic for them it's a lot of running around the house i have a going, bottle of the bomb at home if you guys want to oh, try you have it. the bomb i do have Ooh, it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting anyway. but i'll let you try it okay <laughs> that's all to say um the one that we've all decided is our favorite is the truff the, the oh yeah one. oh yeah. my gosh truff was so actually delicious. the first one to come into the shop i got, um, yeah, I got I, it from your place first time i came in i, I sampled it and i was like this is yeah. delicious yeah, yeah we were the first ones to bring it into bloomington um it, it had caught my attention it just kept popping up on social media and i'm like what is this stuff and their their social media game is like out of this world it's is off it? the charts okay. like um the, their visuals and everything I, I would just hear it from people like hey have you heard of this truff stuff have you, you know in the moment we brought it in I mean we just got a fan base that just loves it so well, they got the I, product to back it up man it tastes so buttery it's just, yeah it's just really so rich good. and um, you know we started carrying everything else by them um I think about the only thing I don't have right now is their uh, their truffle oil because we already have a truffle oil. But then um, they also just made like a hotter version of their their white truffle sauce. Uh, so that one I'll probably end up bringing in. But their pasta sauce oh, has off the charts. Pasta. I've like heard that too. Someone someone on my Facebook yeah. tried it and, and right. I haven't had it yet. But it's ridiculous. It's, I'm gonna it's need so to stop good. by to grab. I mean, some I'm like reaching week. my finger into the corner of the pan. I'm just like okay. I gotta get all of it out of there. Like it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I've got this kind of pasta called cascatelli it was made by a um podcast host uh sporkful podcast he wanted to make his perfect pasta and so he went through this whole process to make his perfect pasta and i absolutely love it but i love the pasta so much now i feel like i don't have a sauce that's on the matches with it yeah. doesn't, doesn't live up to it yeah <laughs> it's all like back ordered you have like special order from new york and stuff oh so my. now i think i got a box of that left thinking i'm gonna put go grab some of your uh, oh, yeah. truffle pasta yeah. sauce put that on there that's so, what i'm that's what i'm up for cool yeah. don and ruben you guys alluded to uh, a relocation what can you tell us about that um so we have been going through like a long planning process uh just because when when originally i wanted to open the shop uh there were a ton of things that i cut back just because we uh, at first didn't find a space that we could purchase to, to invest in that much so now you know there's a lot of stuff that I really wanted to, to uh, showcase like eye-catching things you know the, the smell already grabs people but and I know people love the way the shop looks now but in my head I'm like there was other things I wanted to show you so now uh, with the planning process uh, uh, we actually just got plans submitted um, yesterday so the city has them and everybody else has them. Oh, it was Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday. So it was this week. The days are on together. I, I get it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, now now we're just kind of waiting for um, any feedback about what we might have to change, and then we can start moving forward. But So where I, are you located at now? Just uh, So right now we're at 507 North Center Street. So that is next to, like, Ollie's Barbershop, kind of across from that radio tower there on Center Street. Yep. Um, 
and it it, it it did us well but it's just we've we've totally outgrown it like and the pace of things we just needed a new space so the new space um, is the old Gregor gallery so to the left of Red Raccoon Games mm-hmm. oh downtown. nice nice yeah. so still downtown yeah. good yeah. I'm glad yeah. to hear you say that yeah. Yeah. I was we, worried you are going to move like move in next to Dick's or something like no, that no no <laughs> no 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 don't go no for me it was always about trying to stay in the downtown area it's it's the right um, it's the right pace you know the right community vibe for us um, you know nothing against veterans I go shopping on veterans all the time too but uh, for for what the shop was gonna be the vibe that I'm going for the downtown area just makes sense completely so, agree yeah, yeah so I think um, that'll be a better location to be right on that main strip too oh totally yeah yeah, yeah we um, probably get a little bit more foot traffic yeah too. more foot traffic uh, I mean you can look better parking yeah the farmers market, you uh-huh. know, it's it's uh-huh. all it's all gonna be just a, a beneficial force in that space. But yeah. um, it's probably gonna be a little while. Um, I would love for it to be before the spring. So hopefully, um, sometime between January and March. Uh, I would love for it to be in, in January and then we reopen in March because uh, we already closed for a little bit January to do the inventory. Uh, we have to close. It's a nightmare to do the inventory yeah. to, to weigh everything. I imagine. So, yeah. um, Inventory for anybody is a nightmare, but with, like, general, with like yeah. bulk stuff like that, I yeah. Which is yeah. I keep turning around and I'm like, oh, we haven't weighed that yet. Like, yeah. Oh, there's that. Like I just found this, right? So uh, hopefully unless, that unless you're like Justin used to be and didn't sell any physical objects. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way to go. Inventory was easy. That's why you became an agent. Right? Was it? You didn't yeah. like yeah, inventory. We got our pens. We <laughs> got <laughs> our paper. We got. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> so yeah. So, so tell me a bit about. Um, how you like your suppliers how do you get connected with the people to get you the stuff you need yeah so it's a combination of things like uh, I, ha- I have people who um, are importers most of them are on the coast uh, and, and, and they, they're the ones who deal with most of the direct importation and then I, I get my supply from them that's kind of recently started to change though like I'm making direct connections with some of the growers in the different uh, parts of the world that some of this stuff comes from um and, and those are kind of just naturally presenting themselves. Like, I, I'm getting, like, random emails from somebody, like, you know, uh, the last one was a lady in the Caribbean. And, um, you know, obviously you got to do a vetting process because yeah. there's, there's a lot of uh, um, uh, adulteration and, and, and misleading things in the spice world, like, uh, like I any say trade. If I, so. if, I did, if I got an email from someone saying they were a grower in the Caribbean and oh, wanted yeah. to ship something to me, <laughs> yeah, I, would, yeah. I would also do a little bit of vetting. Yeah, that was, that was one where I was like, hmm, like, I don't, I don't really know what to think about this, but everything looks pretty professional. I was like, okay, let's look this up. And then I talked to her on the phone, and, you know, something like that is really neat because we're actually going to, it's on the way. Hopefully within, like, a week we'll have it on the shelf. But, um, yeah, we got samples from the first. That's a big thing, actually, for me, if talking directly to growers. I'm like, show me what show me what you got like sell me you know a little bit or, or send me some samples and that's what she did so we've got like bay leaves coming from the caribbean that i've never seen i've never seen them before they're kind of rolled up into little tubes mm-hmm. and um they're not like a typical bay leaf it smells sweet like all spice and, and all that so that's that's uh some of the stuff that's kind of started to happen um we have a, a tea that i talked directly to the uh grower and producer in japan they're like three hours, I think, away from Kyoto, like out in the middle of nowhere in this valley, and it's like ten different growers that grow different types of green tea. So, okay. um, you know, those are the connections that I, I'm seeking to increase in number because the closer you get to the grower, the fresher it's going to be. So, yeah. Um, but for, for now, it's a mix, right? Like distributors that, that import these things, and then recently we've actually had a lot of luck with um, like online um, online wholesale markets, but ones that specifically deal with um, um, items that are imported. So that's how we ended up. Like recently, one of the big sellers right now for us is a, a line of um, uh, like jams and jellies and spreads from uh, family in France. They've been doing it for like four generations and uh, uh, just made a connection through one of these online markets and, uh, you know, yet another another thing. Like anything like that, right, where I'm like, this is a great product. It's not available in the area. I want it. I want it in the shop, right? I want to try it. Um, we'll be getting samples from a, a producer in Spain that uh, jars uh, different cuts of pork. Oh yeah, I've never seen such a thing. Like I'd heard about the, the higher ends. Like I've seen people, you know, can meat, right? But it always looks like it's just been boiled to death, and yeah. there's no spices, right, and, or anything like that. These actually look like high grade 
cuts of like pork loin or or specialty items like I guess uh, they call it the the mascara the, the 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 face of the pig like all of that it's kind of like beef cheeks right it's like a really delicate delicacy considered uh, uh, thing uh, so those will be coming here in like a week and we're gonna taste those out and I have to taste them right I gotta do the the research oh, yeah, and uh, yeah. uh, you know I, I want to keep doing that kind of stuff right like bring just new new things that just aren't available here so. cool I can see why you need more space yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's mainly a backstock issue for um, like the big sellers right like yeah. I just I, I can't make enough to give, get us through X amount of time and it's just I'm constantly stuck grinding more and more and more um, and I don't have enough store space to put some of these things away um, so that we can just constantly have it on the shelf um, and then there's always going to be a little bit of, of something like that, right? Like, I think we're, I mean, we're way over, like, probably two, 2,000 items in the shop. There's probably more than that even. Um, and, and it's difficult, you know, keeping up with some of it. Um, you know, Don definitely helps me package tons of stuff. Uh, but, you know, he has a full-time job, so he can only be there so so often. So, you know, people come in and they're like, you do all of this? And I'm like, well, most of it, you know, and then... And that's yeah. the stuff that you see, and then also the background stuff. So it's a lot, but um, I I wouldn't change anything. Like it's exactly what and, I wanted. And kinda. you don't have any staff right now, no. right? No, just you doing everything. Yeah, it's just okay. us. Two I, owners, two yep. employees. Yeah, okay. two owners, and we're the employees. So and what's the so what's the breakdown of responsibility to you guys? Um, well, you I mean, it's kind of yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I said, like Don definitely is a big help. Um, with packaging and, and helping me kind of see things that I don't see, right? Like we got to clean that, we got to organize this, right? Um, I so. think th- I think that's a good point. Like w- because you're in there so much, there's things that you just become, I just like, don't see. Yeah, it. yeah, where it takes someone to come in sometimes and be like, yeah. hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I just like, want help for I can. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it is a big help. Like there's definitely stuff that I'm like. Uh, okay, I need you to remind me that I have to do this before we go home tonight, or yeah, it's gonna be, you know, we're gonna run out of this or this, right? Um, I ask because install I, patches on the computer, they ignore. Yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is this dot? It's telling me I need to install something. Right? Gonna, does that. Yeah, that was gonna be my assumption. I, I've heard that most successful businesses, there's kind of like the 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 expert and like the, the entrepreneur who's got like. The creativity and the, like the, 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 and then you've got the person who keeps the wheels on and makes sure that the business oh, works yeah. properly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. and it's, it, it's it's definitely it's just a good a good dynamic between the two of us in general. And then um, you know for the for the stuff in the shop, like he's the one I bounce all the ideas off of, right? Like, yeah, what do you think people would think of this, right? And um, yeah, I mean. Um, I try to be honest with feedback. Yeah. You know. And I try to accept it. I'm always kind of <laughs> suspicious. I'm like, you're, you're really close to me in my life. Like, are you really telling me the truth, right? These are things that I would, like, do to my friends. I'd have them come over. We'd have a barbecue, and I'd test the spices before the shop opened. Yeah. And uh, and be like, oh, this is delicious. I was like, I noticed you didn't grab seconds. Is it really that yeah. delicious, right? You know, I, you know, that's just me. Like, I'm always kind of questioning. I suddenly like want to become so. your friend. <laughs> when's your next barbecue? <laughs> um, so uh, I'm curious. Uh, you're uh, you're downtown now. Anyone who listens to our podcast knows Justin and I are really big on downtown. Yeah. So uh, we, we talked about it a little bit. Mentioned you know, foot traffic, kind of the feel of downtown. Um, yeah. What's it like having a business down there? And then, I guess, leading into then, what's something you'd like to see to try to help you be more successful? Like, what's something that's, what are some things that the city could do to help out a little bit more down there? So, it's it's a mix of things, right? Like, I love being in the downtown area. Like I said, it has a very particular feel. It's not, it's not like, super fast or crowded, like, something like veterans, right? But it's not, like, a neighborhood where it's just dead and there's nothing going on usually right uh so it's the perfect vibe but um i can definitely see that we're kind of in the middle of like some growing pains of like trying to figure out like how to handle um some situations that are they're going to become issues if we don't take care of them now right um and a big one for me has been dealing with um how some of the 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 building codes were changed not that long ago like some of them 
I get that things were done with certain things in mind, but it was kind of like a paintbrush, right? Like, just splattered it all over the place, and everybody's responsible for this now, right? But it wasn't until recently, and, and from what I gather, we're one of the first ones to have to start to deal with adopting some of these codes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's one of the reasons some of those buildings have not been filled. Um, and, and everybody knows. I don't have to point any of them out. Like, yeah. everybody knows the ones that are down there that haven't been filled. And um, I think that's a big part of it is the, the financial um, the financial responsibility of things that you would have to take care of after taking over a building are so much more than just the price of the building. And um, I'm kind of wondering how that's going to play out if there's not some sort of intervention to look back at those codes again maybe and see are there things that we can help with are there things that we can uh, maybe approach in a different way uh, to kind of still head in the same direction of like modernizing you know the downtown area but um, there's definitely some some things that that are originally I was very frustrated right at but I also as I kind of looked into them more realized that sometimes sometimes things should take a little longer so that we make sure we do it right but there are some things that have probably taken a lot longer than, than we should have on them. Um, yeah, I've heard the idea floated. Well, I, I mean, I've heard the I've heard it be pointed out. Let's say you've got these building codes and they're all good ideas, but you got a vacant building, and no one's willing to invest the amount of money in that building to yeah. bring it up to code. Yeah. So, what's better, having a vacant building that's not up to code, or having a building that's got a tenant in it that maybe has like a five-year plan to bring it up to code. Yeah. Or maybe something that's indexed off of the success of your business. So yeah. maybe you make a promise to the city that you're going to have an escrow fund, 5% of your profits, 10% of your profit goes into that escrow fund, that, and you use that fund to upgrade the building on a certain yeah. agreement. You know, That way there's not that huge cash outlay right when you want to take over a building yeah. um, that most small businesses aren't going to have or aren't going to want to risk in order to, to take yeah. it over. Right. And, and, and I think that that's, that's one of the big reasons where like you know, people ask me, when are you going to open it? And I'm like, I don't really know. Like, I, you know, I, this is the time frame that I'm aiming for. But um, if enough things come back from, like, plan inspection, like, that could really pause things for a while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, you're right, though. Like, for me, you know, purchasing a space down there, I mean, it only makes sense to want to protect it you know going into the future with different you know whether it's safety stuff or, or you know just uh, aesthetic things right like you want to you want to protect your investment but um, some of the things uh, they're difficult to imagine most people taking care of after you know immediately after purchasing a space all of a sudden you're saddled with you know six figure projects yeah. you know that you have to do before you're allowed to do anything I had a um, friend who was trying to bid on a condo so it's not just commercial it's residential it's, it's all over he, yeah. like, he was going to be expected to put in a sprinkler system yeah it's like, well, that mm-hmm. is actually the big thing right now the sprinkler is, is the sprinkler system yeah. like I know that that's actually something that has across the board been brought up uh, when I ask questions about certain buildings and why things haven't been done um, I also think that's why we have buildings that have kind of been let to run down is because why 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 go into putting a permit when immediately you're going to have things stacked on top of the basic maintenance that you're trying to do in the building so yeah. and like i said i i understand no one's um, anti-sprinkler system no right? like <laughs> you know and that's the whole thing right and like, it's your stuff right you don't want your you don't want your building to burn yeah right? like i don't want so. things to to you know be completely destroyed you know but um the explanations that i've gotten sometimes has been a little yeah um it, it makes you wonder if there couldn't have been a better way, right? Um, you know, being told that originally when we first got the building, um, we had a, a tenant that lived on the third floor. I, my goal was never to be a landlord. I, I never wanted to do that, right? So in my head, it was already something of like, oh, well, we can, you know, maybe we can look into how we do this or, um, you know, maybe we just don't do it after the, the lease is up. And then... Uh, then it became even more solidified that that wasn't something we weren't going to do because that was the one thing that was actually going to cause the sprinkler system to have to be put in place. And um, the crazy thing is, is that the sprinkler system was needed because the tenant was in there. So either way, 
the tenant was going to have to leave because you, you can't live in the building when they're putting some major construction into it like that. Sure. So it's a really weird situation, right, for anybody who does want to be a landlord. Uh, luckily for us, we worked with the tenant and they were able to find a space uh, relatively quickly. Like we told them, you don't have to, like, I don't want to saddle you with a, a lease. Like, if you can break the lease, I was like, you can even keep your deposit. I don't even need the, we didn't even look at the apartment. We wanted to make it known that, like, that wasn't the important part for us. Yeah. And uh, they did. They landed safely right okay. in the same neighborhood. And, um, cool. you know, but now, um, you know, there's other stuff that we knew we were going to have to deal with, but it's still kind of a question mark, right? Because it seems like it's a moving target sometimes. Like, you fix this one thing and it's going to switch and, okay, well, now you have to do this, right? And some of those things make sense. But a couple of them, I'm like, man, like, I feel like you're really searching for ways to force uh, improvements up front as opposed to letting people open something like our shop, gather more funds, and then improve it over time. Yeah. You know, uh, that's my goal. Like, Hopefully you get some traction on yeah. that. Well, yeah. I mean, the, the whole the whole building. Like, I, I, I want to turn the whole building into the shop. Oh, like that'd be three, cool. you know, like three floors of, oh, of man. you know, three floors of spices, spices and, and oils and specialty products. Like that's my Eventually. goal. Eventually, right? Really, but it's like we gotta get like, in there. Out. Yeah, we we gotta get in there, right? Like we gotta get in there. Yeah. And, I mean, there's several things that need to be done, right? Like there's an elevator in there that's gonna need to be fixed, right? But it's from 1902 or something like that. So. You know, that's going to take some time to, to, to build up to doing something like that. You could have Don be the elevator operator. Right, just the old school. With the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks for talking about that. It's interesting. Um, hopefully you get, yeah, get some good traction on that. And, I hope so. People I, just sit here are pretty reasonable, I think, when it comes to trying to find something that works. So. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I know we're being looked at like as, as one of the prime examples of this becoming an issue you know um, I've known several people that have wanted to make a run at some of these buildings down there that are still empty but there's just that that cloud overhead and for me you know people who know me well know like I'm I'm pretty easy to get along with but I'm also not going to let you just you know run over an issue like we're going to talk about it like we're going to have to come to some sort of agreement like otherwise it just doesn't help anybody at the end so yeah cool Um, so I was just kind of scribbling things as go along, so it's a little bit yeah. uh, schizophrenic. <laughs> but the only other thing I was curious about was, uh, like, if people have, so people can come into your shop. This is your this is your life. It's your livelihood. You know, you can yeah. talk through stuff with them. People can come in if they're just amateur chefs, just interested in the shop, or if people are. Um, more experienced looking for some kind of niche thing they can come in and talk through what you're going to have oh yeah that's, uh, that's kind of the charm of small business right is you can yeah. you got those people around it talking through those types of things so yeah I mean it's it's something that I always enjoyed about being in, in uh, you know retail or restaurant any, any kind of customer service you know position which is pretty much what most of my jobs have been in my life right um, it's what I've always enjoyed about it Like, I would still be waiting tables if it wasn't for the fact that I didn't make the income I would want, right? And and the hours are non-existent, right? Like, people asking you, like, what time do you get off? I'm like, I have no idea. Sometime between now and four hours from now, right? Uh, But the the interaction with people, that, that is something that you you can get addicted to right like you want to talk to people you want to help them the next time they come in they're like oh man that was the best like stew i had or there's a lady for example whose daughter came in she was here her mom was here on vacation bought some spices made this famous pasta sauce that she's known for turned out like 50 times better she was saying than she's ever done it and all she did was change the spices and now her daughter's in there picking things up because everybody's going crazy about this you know and having those interactions and talking to people and just seeing how much you you affect somebody's life and then on something like I said before something primal like that right like eating you know that's it's just so interesting to me we have a I work with a lot of people from Asia like uh, China Taiwan India and uh, there's quite a large population of people here and nothing makes them feel at home like them being able to get some 
some of the authentic spices and make their dishes oh, yeah. and make yeah. them for their kids, right? Because their yeah. kids are growing up without those flavors around too. So yeah. it's nice to know that they, they've got a resource in you as well. Um, yeah. I, I assume also if people are looking for something, you're happy to try to see if you can get it for them too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's stuff that, like, like I said, it's mainly a space issue, right? But, like, I keep lists of things that I'm like, man, that was a really interesting thing that they brought up. I might have to get that in the future, but um, I'm also somebody who, um, and and especially with, like, the Asian population, right, like, we have some of those ethnic uh, grocery stores here in town, and I am more than happy to tell them, like, hey, you can go to Namaste Plaza, and I know they have this that I don't have, or or Shanghai Market over there in Oakland, like, they've got the black vinegar that I don't have, Uh right, because for me, at the end of the day, like, that, that's kind of the key thing, right, is being excited to see people try food that either they they're familiar with right and it's and it's something that's given them a sense of comfort or um it's a new experience for them right and um making these ties between people uh in this and something that i don't think people kind of see how serious it is right like in the simplest way of like even having like a meal from a particular culture like that um that can affect a lot so you know that's always a big goal for me can I tell you a quick tea story? Yeah. Shanghai Market. <laughs> so one of the people who was on my team, I was I was trying to wean myself off coffee. And she was like, you should you should have some tea. She's from China. She's like, you should have some tea. So she gave me a bag of uh, Chinese tea, oolong tea. Yeah. And I didn't even, like, it was loose tea. I was like, oh, do you put it in, like, one of those things you dip in? She's like, no, you, like, put it in your cup. So she showed me the whole thing. And oh, yeah, yeah. I was putting it in. I was kept pouring more hot water in, but just, like, drinking with the tea leaves floating in it. Oh, yeah. It was delicious. I really it's liked a, it. The grandpa style, they call that in yeah. some places. Is that what they call it? Yeah, grandpa style. <laughs> and you, you can only do it with leaves that are kind of bigger, kind right? Of unfold and they unfold. The and yeah, oolong's yeah. perfect for that, right? Yeah. And most of the time, they float to the bottom, so you're not, like, getting a mouthful of leaf, you know, so as when I did it, she was like, you're, you're going to fast you have to wait come on american wait for it so well t- yeah um, i mean tea you get into the world of tea and they're very specific and no, some exactly. some countries are like yeah. you know you know you brew the second infusion 30 seconds and then you take it out <laughs> and and no joke you know the time that i did run into a tea like that and i did it i was like oh okay no they really know what they're talking about like yeah. it does make a difference they've been so. practicing it for like 2,000 yeah. years yeah so yeah figured it out yeah <laughs> Anyway, so I liked it, and I went in the Shanghai market, and I asked the guy for it, and he was, like, hesitant to sell it to me. He was like, wait, what kind of tea do you want? Do you know how to drink this tea? Right, right. And I was like, I have someone at work. She trained me how to do it. Like, I'm legit. And he didn't want to, like, sell me something I didn't know how to use, right? So um, so once I proved, like, I legitimately knew how to yeah, drink yeah. the tea, he, like, went in the back and pulled it off the shelf and gave it to me, kind of winked at me. I was like, yes, I have some, some tea cred. That's and awesome. I earned it. Um, cool. Well, um, I found that really that was really fascinating to talk to you, yeah. Justin. Do you yeah. have anything else you wanted to ask about? Or? No, I think uh, I'm honestly I'm starving after this conversation, <laughs> and and I, and I really want to. I mean, I've, I, it's probably been a month or two since I've been in the shop because we usually buy a lot when we go in and, and keep it. But I, now I want to go back and yeah. see what yeah, sure. see what you got. <laughs> Last time I was in, I grabbed some seasoned salt for my youngest son. He just oh, loves yeah. he loves smoked salt. So oh, nice, I got nice. that for him for his birthday. Awesome. Unwrapped it and he hugged the packet of salt yeah, I, I catch him like sneaking in the cabinet and sticking his right, right. and all this yeah. smoked salt is like that's life changing there if I'm gonna have a salad just get like some good like fresh greens from the farmer's market yeah. put some good olive oil on it put some of that smoked salt it's like that's oh, all it's a game changer yeah oh, so I mean good. I know people uh, there have been ladies that have come into the, the, right, right. <laughs> there have been ladies that come into the shop and they're like I have to carry this truffle salt around with me yeah. they're like I just need like a sometimes I just need a quick taste or I need to put it on my food you know. <laughs> so before we wrap up I just kind of want to do a little bit of rapid fire for lack of a better word but I want I know you know your stuff and you have these unique mixtures and stuff. So I'm going to just name, like, some meat or something. And you tell me okay. what's in your shop that someone should try on that product. Okay. Is that fair? Yeah. yeah. All right. So I'm just going to go and grill some chicken breasts. Let's start with easy. What chicken breasts? Yeah. What am I putting on it? Yeah. So uh, I'd say, like, our founder's blend is kind of my go-to, right? So okay. Like a Cajun-style yep. seasoning, right? A little, little bit more manageable on the spice, though. I, I've had it. It's good stuff. All right. What about a pork loin? Pork loin? So we, we have a porchetta rub. So kind of inspired by that that porchetta sandwich style with the mm-hmm. fennel and the lemon and the garlic. That's kind of my go-to. Sprinkle it on, let it sit. All right, beef brisket. Pastrami spices. Oh, this is the first thing okay. that I go to. Um, 
That's that's probably my big thing. We also have one called Choco Chili though, with like the cow nibs and chilies. Yeah. That, that one would be a good one too, I think. Alright, and uh, what about ribs? Ribs? Uh, classic is the sugar and spice barbecue rub, right? The classic brown mm. sugar base with the, the garlic and pepper and uh, rosemary. Um, that'd be kind of the, the go-to there for that, I think. So. Right, last one's for my vegetarian vegan friends. What if I'm just grilling some vegetables? What's something good to throw on there? The big one right now is, is uh, umami dearest, and it's a uh, base of uh, shiitake and porcini mushrooms kind of ground up, and then it's got like celery seed and mustard. And, or chakalaka. Or chakalaka, yeah, chakalaka, you know, kind of inspired by like uh, Southern African uh, side dish. So a little bit of a curry flavor, but lots of familiar flavors like thyme and tomato. Both of those things, like you can just kind of throw it into whatever, a stir fry or whatever, and uh, it'll, it'll work out, especially vegetables. So. Love it. You know your yeah. stuff. I like yeah. it. <laughs> so people can stop by your shop downtown. Um, yeah. Got a website too? Yes. Uh, it's kind of it's kind of like a glorified landing page. I don't have a lot of time to update the, the website, sure. but it will get you to us. Um, and that's uh, just www.bluemingtonspiceworks.com. Um, we're much more active on Facebook and Instagram, though. Okay. Those are the two. Like, if you want to know what's in the shop, just search our Facebook or Instagram page because I post pretty much everything that comes on the shop there. So, all right, yeah, cool, yeah. Well, thanks for stopping by today, guys. No, thanks Appreciate for having it. us. Yeah. It was great. <laughs> I, uh, I've been listening to the music while we've been sitting here. It's like directly targeted at me. It's like 90s rock. It is. I noticed it too. <laughs> like I noticed it too. Designed to just trigger nostalgia. Like right, right. Spring, Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden. I heard some Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. yeah. It's going yeah. good in here. So, uh, uh, thanks to Little Beaver. I, I enjoyed uh, something from, it was a non-alcoholic beer from um, Untitled Art today. It was an Italian Pilsner. So um, I always like to remind people they do have NA beer here too. They have about yeah. four or five different options. Yeah, we, we uh, you had a good point after we recorded our last one. I, I mentioned that I didn't know that having two people on talking about how they quit alcohol. Uh, yeah, we had Eric Rankin and myself who both uh, stopped drinking. Uh, so yeah, I know that was a ringing endorsement. Recording at a, our sponsor, the yeah. brewery. <laughs> but Justin, you pointed out that the fact that you still really like this place. Love it. And you're not drinking yeah. right now. That's yeah. actually a ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anybody can have fun here. There's kids here watching football. Yeah. yeah. All kinds All right. of good stuff here. Cool. Are we done then? Yeah, let's be done. Awesome.